Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. Hello, this is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And our beautiful guest today, we're so, so glad to have this lady on because we've been on her podcast, haven't we, Jem? Oh, yeah, and it was such, it, we were like a gaggle of geese. <laughs> it is the lovely Natalie Anderson. Hello. Hi. Oh, thanks so much, ladies. It's lovely to see you again. As you said, a, a, a gaggle of geese. <laughs> We're delighted to be partnered with Swan here at the Hot Miss Mums Club and be able to tell you about their stunning range. Swan are a British homeware company that sells stylish home essentials, including kettles, air fryers, and microwaves. For 20% off Swan's gorgeous products, head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. Do you know what? I, I, after we were on your podcast, uh, I came away thinking, gosh, we're so disorganised on ours. <laughs> You were you were like it was like a military operation. Everything was organised. Everything was sorted out. Everything was just succinct and bang on. And I thought, oh dear, we don't really do it like that. Yeah. That's so bad. No, it's not bad at all. I'm like, I'm just as you say, I'm quite military. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing. Organised. Okay. It's a good thing. Are you on CD, Natalie? Not in a bad way, but are you? When it comes to worky things, I can be an absolute nightmare. People really? do have said to me, I go from being like, hello, la, 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 to... <laughs> my, really? Yeah. And, and my mum's just as bad. And, and my mum will kill me for this. But mm. in work, they used to call my mum old little Hitler because she was so <gasps> like, literally like, I know, probably shouldn't put that bit in. But literally, that's what they used to call her because she was so strict. And she's really lovely, my mum. Yeah. We call my she... nan that. That's like, oh, one of our nicknames for my nan, that and the Oracle, Hitler, and because she's so yeah, controlling. She, yeah, that's it. So that so I think I must have inherited that bit from her. <laughs> so does that mean your house is like really pristine and it's like everything's in its place and the kids' boots, the Wellington boots are lined up and no? No, no, because I live with my husband and my son. <laughs> if I lived on my own, yes, yeah. it'd be like that. But because I live with the, those two, and it, you can imagine it gives me like palpitations and bless her when my mum comes around she will actually start cleaning up she'll go she turns to my husband and goes James you know it upsets her why have you left it like this and my mum will start washing up and go she you know she likes the cupboard shut and it's just a weird thing yeah I do like everything in its place I do like things to be yeah, organised. I think I share this with Kelly. I think when we talked mm. last, I think Kelly's a bit like that, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, totally. I can't stand it. My husband's the messiest guy out there. Oh. The bedroom floor's full of his clothes and his washing. We do the sniff test in our house because he oh. doesn't know where the washing basket is, so we have to pick it up, sniff it. Oh, it's going in. You know, it's that kind of thing. And then the kids <laughs> are really bad as well. My nan sounds so like your mum. She'll come to our house and she'd say <laughs> to Chris, you shouldn't leave all that out on the worktop. It's not fair on Kelly. She's always cleaning up after you all. <laughs> they sound so alike. <laughs> yeah, you see, they're very protective, aren't they? But yeah, and I think, and then James will go, 
it's your fault. Like to my mum, it's like basically so my mum's conditioned me to be in a certain way. And it's, like, ah, and it's oh, ah, he's turned it round. That's clever. <laughs> yeah. So even being a sort of like with motherhood, it hasn't changed things up because that's when I think whatever you think you want to do or however you want to keep your, your house, it's just not possible, is it? It's absolutely not possible. And I remember when I first had Fred and, you know, like you have that that smell of washing, just constant mm. nice laundry, like as you're washing all the baby grows and everything's lovely. And, mm. and I remember thinking I had it made because Fred was really good in the first like month or so and he didn't cry and he just slept when he should. And I was putting the baby grows out. I was like, oh my God, I'm wonderful. I was there thinking I was all that. And then literally about a couple of weeks later, he started, you know, disturbed sleep. And then I was bedraggled and nothing was in its place and I couldn't yeah. iron anything. And I was getting oh, yeah. mad, mad. And then I was just crying going, I don't like it. The honeymoon period <laughs> Welcome was to over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then my mum just said, you know, she said, you'll have to get to a point where you're okay with the mess. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but you'll have to reach that point where you've just got to accept it. And I was like, okay. And I think I'm kind of there now. What I've now done is I have my own space. So in mm. my own little space, if I can keep that nice, that's mm. great. And then they can do what they want elsewhere. Yeah, we got a toy room, you know, like that was yeah. on my list when we were looking for a new house. Got to have a that's toy room. That's for Chris, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has an office that you can't walk into because oh, it's got no. so much no, don't even start but the toy room so everything goes in there and so my living room I've just had a brand new carpet that is my hey and I'm having a gym built they're going to be oh, my nice. two little places away you know where the kids are not allowed to litter with all their mm. stuff because what you find is it's everywhere I'll find toys in my bed dinosaurs under my pillow everything <laughs> I'm like what the why, why is this here they don't put anything away so it just it, it's hard if you're if you like everything just so it's hard I think yeah then when they get to about 20 there's gym bottles that aren't mine under the bed. <laughs> and I actually have walked into my uh, eldest bedroom and I thought we were burgled, but literally um, there's just stuff that I, I don't even want to discuss with you. Just stuff that's just not, it's not right. It's not ethical. It's not, it's just not right. Any of it, not moral. <laughs> Freddie said to me, we were talking about the house because he loves our house, which is a compliment, you know, I'll take that really like nicely in my heart. But then he was like, so when I'm 32, I think that's maybe when I'll move out. No. I went, uh, what? He went, when I'm 32, I went, no, love, you'll be gone when you're 18. Out you go, <laughs> see you later. And he went, you're going to chuck me out of my own house when I'm 18. That's mm -hmm. far too young. But he was so serious about it. Yeah. I was like, if you think I'm picking up after you into your 30s, you yeah. bugger off. <laughs> and I reckon it happens more than that used to, because obviously, you know, with the housing market, etc., mm -hmm. it's very difficult to get on that ladder. Um, it's not a property podcast, by the way, but we're just dipping <laughs> in here. And uh yeah, there's that, that, you know, oh, your children do stay longer at home. But also, I'm just so you know, you do actually, in a funny way, you do kind of want them to a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Um, bit of a confession there, but don't tell Connie. Oh. But then we've got, like, Polly. Now, she's like you two. She's very OCD. But like you say, everyone's got their space. So it's like, mm. don't come in my room. You leave it. I've done my room. 
you, mum, you can be as messy as you like, but you're not coming in my room. My room's my haven. Um, so I think that's the way to do it. That's the way to go forward, isn't it, with a family? If you've got, you know, both sides. Some of us like a big shit tip and some of us don't. <laughs> you see, even you saying that gives me anxiety. I'm Sorry. like, oh, because- <laughs> can't go we um we did a podcast with Lindsay Queen of Clean. It was the first time we'd met her, and honestly, Jenny was just like, "Well, you two just bore off talking about how you clean all the time." She was. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not kind of like Mrs. Hinge type. I'm not like that. Definitely not. And I, to be really, you sure, I, Natalie? I'm you not. Sure? Honestly, I'm really not. But again, my mother is. She she rang my mum. I can't even believe this. She rang me the other day, and I thought it was an emergency. And mm-hmm. she said her boss had rang her about something that Mrs Hinch had seen with toilet rolls keeping the keeping the curtains in set places I said are you calling me as an emergency to tell me this and she went yes I want you to keep all your toilet rolls because I'm going to do it for you and I went this is this is the really a genuine conversation and she was like yes absolutely so I was thinking they look really nice and really organized in your house and I thought oh my god I thought there's something seriously wrong and I thought that is what she's called me up for and that is I'll end up being that person I will mm. I'll do that for Fred probably well that's <laughs> it you see is that is it are we do we become that person I wonder and are we setting our stall out for what our children will become and then we oh. have to look at ourselves really honestly no. don't we because do we want our children to become that person but it's like but now do you not say things and think to yourself oh my god that was my mom speaking then yes I do all the time and I mm. and I really kick myself for it and then sometimes if my mum is here like when she's she, she's literally over the last like week or so since the lockdown restrictions eased she's been able to be here so she's mm. thrilled and she'll stand like that going mm-hmm mm-hmm because she can hear she's like you sound like me you sound like oh, me she's so proud see. of herself but because I, I do I'll say things like Freddie will go well well so-and-so's mum lets them out well I'm not so-and-so's mum I'm your mum <laughs> <laughs> that you see and I'm like oh no <laughs> mine's more facial expressions like yeah. uh, the kids always go oh you're just like Nan because I, I she sort of goes mm. Mm. oh big eye roller you know eyeballs up to the ceiling doesn't say it just looks it she does a look she doesn't actually vocalize what she's thinking, which is really horrible oh, because you are, you're, you're forever monitoring like the silence in the room and just thinking, <laughs> let me just see her face because it's gone quiet. I'll have to see her face to know exactly what she's thinking. And it's that disapproving look. Yeah. So I, I, I've definitely noticed that I'm starting to inherit that. And also it's uh, your other half as well, isn't it? And you end up going, you're just like your dad you are. Oh, you're just like God. your mum Yeah. Chris yeah. is turning into Kelly his dad. It's awful. How I many lo- times you said you're just like your dad? I said, please don't stop being like Ken. That's what I say to him. We're Aww. doing a Ken. I love Chris's dad, but I wouldn't want him as my husband. And, you know, and I don't think Chris's mum wants him as her husband sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't. But you can see it, can't you? But he does it to me. It's all right, Nanny Jean. You just see it in each other and, and you think, oh. Bugger. Yeah, my husband definitely sees a bit more so because we don't really see James's um, dad very often or anything. But but with my family, we do see a lot of each other. And he definitely goes, and my nana's called Brenda. 
So my nana was even stricter than my mum. So he'll go, all right, Brenda. And I, and I get really stressed and I'll go, are you, are you just, you know, dissing my grandma? Because I will tell her. And when she sees you, she, you'll know about it. And he knows the wrath of my grandma. Nobody ever wants to face the wrath of Brenda. <laughs> The wrath of Brenda. I love it. Honestly, no. Seriously, she's legendary for it. <laughs> but you know what? Those generations, you know, I, I wonder if we can keep it up. You know, they're very historic, aren't they? And they, they they do instill a certain amount of fear, you know, an appropriate amount. And I'm not sure whether we're all just, we are all just a little bit too laid back. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I was, funnily enough, I was having the very same conversation with my mum only a, a week or so ago. And I said, you know, for all Brenda was strict, and she was, I said, I do think, you know, I consider myself as and my mum a well-mannered, polite person. That's the way I've been brought up, been brought up to respect my elders, you know, be polite, treat people how you would like to be treated, have respect. And I'm now trying to instill those things into Fred and not getting very far unless I go full on Brenda. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so exactly. It's the only way you could do it because I'm thinking, well, I absolutely don't want him to grow up to be, you know, again, impolite or disrespectful to people. So I think in some ways you do have to carry it on a little bit. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just a little bit, a fraction, maybe dilute it slightly. Because I know mm -hmm. that I'm definitely nowhere near as bad as she was on my mum. It's being frightened, isn't it? I think we were frightened almost, not in a bad way, but they instilled that fear, yeah. you know, of right and wrong, which I find really hard to do. My kids just walk all over me, you know, and, and my brother even says, you're so soft. You know, you mm. think about how strict our upbringing was with Nan. Yeah. And you're just so soft with them kids. They they get away with everything. But it's really hard to, to do that. But I wonder why, you know, know. You know because, you know, we, we experienced that sort of, you know, we were brought up with that and it never did us any harm. And I don't know why we've turned into big softies, really. You know, is it the media? Is it, you know, is it in society now? I think you're right, Jenny, in that it is the media and, you know, the way that... There is, it's a fine line, isn't it, between protecting children when mm -hmm. children are really, at, you know, suffering and then equally being, um, you know, disciplining them and yeah. doing it in a way that they do have an element of, of, of fear because mm. ultimately when they go out into the real world, they do need to know about consequences and they Absolutely. need to know about, you know, if this happens, something bad will happen to you if you push mm. the boundaries. And I think the way I try and look at it is that, at least if it's me that he's frightened of in a way, then there is always that reassurance as well. There will always be that cuddle. And I'd rather mm -hmm. it be me that he instills that bit of fear into him than mm -hmm. kind of anybody else necessarily. But it's, it is so difficult. But I do definitely think you're right that the media doesn't really allow us, or if you're seen to be strict, like... You know, if, if I put half of the stuff on Instagram that I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm telling yeah. my son off for stuff, they'd be like, oh, she's really nasty to her son. And I don't think I am. I just think I'm... Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And, um, you know, I just... Uh, you've got to remember as well, I think, with children, that they do like to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. as, as, as much as we deny it, they do. They like yeah. to have boundaries. And I think that they they sort of test you out by pushing those boundaries and then seeing, you know, what the consequences are. 
Um, and you know, when those consequences aren't really much at all, then of course you're going to push those boundaries even more. So there is something to be said for, for, for rethinking, I think how we, um, discipline our children. I don't know if we've got into this and I sound really horrible, but you know what? The one thing that always used to make me behave myself was if I I thought I'd let my parents down. (gasps) They said, you've really let that work more than a slap actually. Yeah, I get that. We were always installed Mm. never to lie. Don't ever lie to me. And mm. the, the flip side to that is I tell her everything. And so I get her opinion on everything. And Chris is like, don't <laughs> tell her what happened at nursery with he. Don't tell her, right, that he, right. you know, but I'll tell her because I don't lie. And I never lie. And, mm. you know, and that's the bigger thing that she installed in us. Always be polite, you know, respectful. Don't tell lies. So I think, you know, you hold on to those things, don't you? But then with my daughter, she fibs all the time about everything. <laughs> Just so, yeah and we're like you've got to stop that you've lied about that and we know you have I haven't you have you've lied about it. and it's it's so frustrating you're like oh my god I think that's yeah. a phase because I think mm. that my friend did that for a little while and now he's a bit better at telling the truth because again he knows the consequences you know yeah. that he'll be in yeah. trouble for it and again the disappointment like we'll be really disappointed in you and um we have all those conversations but I definitely feel like that's a phase because I remember me, me and James just going he's literally like just blue, like bare-faced lying to us what we're gonna do what we're gonna do <laughs> is there a problem what can we do like you, you know you start panicking don't you but I think that's a learning process as well because you, you again you're testing things out saying ah oh, you know if I just say what they want to hear and I get away with it then you know maybe that's the way forward but you know Obviously, you learn after, very shortly after, that, you know, it's not actually the way forward. But I think there's always that thing about, well, it's just a white lie. Yeah, just a little white lie. Warm. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I think those are needed sometimes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, we've all done it, haven't we? Yeah. Well, I think definitely with the kids. Oh, I'm I'm sure I used to be terrible with Fred and my friends used to be like, oh, you'll scar him for life. I remember once telling him that the Gruffalo lived in Greece and we were on holiday in Greece and that, that there was an island for, like in the distance that we could see. And I was like, oh, the Gruffalo lives there. And if you're a naughty boy, that's where you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I it, worked. it did work and uh, but then again it comes back to that same thing of like my friends going oh that's terrible I went, what would you rather would you rather me give him a big smack or would you rather me tell him this and they're like well I suppose I said either way you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't so you know but the, yeah. the, the sure the, the sure thing is I'm going to have a nice holiday in Greece <laughs> <I do> this. <laughs> yes absolutely so how old's Fred now Fred is nine in August. Right, so nine. So, you know, you're talking about phases because mm. there are, I think, there, there, you know, there is chunks when you look back and you think, oh, this is this, this is this. Like for me, Pollyanna's 12, so she's the phase after Fred, mm. you know, and she's starting to get independent. So do you, that that's looming now for you, isn't it? That thing yeah. about... Uh, yeah definitely and we've we've started it already and I can't bear Uh, it I can't uh, bear it at all it's horrible and he's like shutting the door I just want my privacy I'm like what 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 are you talking about it's like I just want to talk to my friends in private because Freddie's like he's a bit of a gamer and they all game together and so rather than giving him a phone or anything I'm like well you can do the gaming on the headset and I know that the other kids that he's speaking to as well so yeah we do that and and he'll go just shut the door please can you shut the door please and it's like 
all right. It's like, I just want my privacy mummy. Like, mm. But I like the fact that there's mummy on the end. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So yeah, mummy. hang on to it, yeah. Yeah, yes. because I just, yeah, I'm finding it very difficult the more independent he wants to be. Mm. And, like, now mm. he's going, well, why don't you just drop me at the gate at school and I'll just walk walk up? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. You see, we, we just... had that phase dead early with Ava Lily, though, when she, yeah. Oh. Not so much now. Yeah, we're at small school now, so when I drop her off, I can see her. So I just drop her out of the car and she literally goes in. But when we were in Manchester, she was at a big school and we would walk up to the gate. We'd walk up from the house to the, the school and at the gate, she'd say, just leave me now. And I'd say, but I, I can't because there's all these parents. It's so busy. I can't see you go in the door. Just, I just want to walk on my own. Oh. And and she was what six then, right? I mean, yeah. where the girls are a little more, you know, and it used to frighten me. So one of the other mums used to just wait, do you know, and then WhatsApp right, me okay. and say she's gone in because she right. knew I couldn't bear it. It's it's funny that uh, that you was about the mummy and the sort of like still hanging on to the fact that you refer to as mummy. Yeah, because a couple of nights ago, Polly just went, "Uh, Jen," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> what did you say she went oh, i just called you jen yeah jen and i was like oh no no this is this is this phase isn't yet it can't be yet i said can you not please please don't call me jen yet not just yet not just went, all right yet. jen i won't oh yeah. not just yet. i think i didn't start calling deb's deb's my mum until i was about 18 19 I think it was a long time it was like I was a fully blown adult by then because I think with Freddie yeah even mum even mum I sometimes correct him which is terrible go mummy it's like mum mummy just give it to me please you know like please let me hang on to this and just little things like you know kissing him good night at bedtime Mm -hmm. and I just long I love those moments when he's asleep and I just sit next to him and go oh and then, and then if they wake up and they go, what are you doing? You're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> just James. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Stop staring at me. Stop being, stop being strange. Stop. Yeah. That's what Fred will say to me. Are you being a stalker, mummy? No, I'm just looking at your face. <laughs> Do you find, though, because he's getting older, obviously, that you have a bit more time for you in some ways? Because I know everyone says to me, when they're young, hold on to it, even all the stuff that drives you mad because when they get to that point where they don't need you as much it's really hard to deal with but what you find is as they get a little old you get that little bit of you time back in different ways don't you which is a nice thing because when they're babies you you just have no no time at all for yourself yeah I think so but at, at the same time I'm kind of like yeah I do I do have a bit more time for myself but I tell you what I get annoyed with myself as well because I then equally become frustrated with Fred that is, I sometimes stop thinking he's eight sometimes. Uh, and, you know, do you know, like when he's still in that child phase and I'm thinking, you can sort yourself out. You know yeah. what I mean? When actually it's like, mummy, I actually really need you. Oh, and then I go back to thinking, hold on a minute. It wasn't long ago. It was only like three or four years ago that you were absolutely fine to do everything for him and that mm. you had the time to do it then. So... 
now all of a sudden you don't have the time again when I blatantly mm. do it's just that mm. I've become a little bit more selfish again and I think on the one hand yes it can be great but on the other hand I have to tell myself off for it because I think no he is still a child you know he's not a grown adult <laughs> yet <laughs> like sort yourself out do your tea whatever it's like he's now started to go um sometimes when he wants supper it used to be oh mommy can I have something to eat and I'd be thinking oh bloody hell you know I've just got into bed I'm having a cup of tea I'm watching a really nice program yeah now I've got to get out of bed and go and sort all this out and I was getting mad about it so now I started going well you know where the you know where the cupboard you know is the, yeah exactly yeah you know you know yeah. where the stuff is he's like you're not you're not going to do it with me you're nearly nine years old and then I'm, and then I get mad at myself it, it, I'm torn all the time you never get out the kitchen though do you when you've got them it's it's horrendous mine come home three o'clock school pick up four o'clock nursery pick up as soon as we come in the door about 20 past four I'm in that kitchen until probably half six at night back and forth Oof. food here that that I want this can I have that constantly and I'm like I hate my I hate my kitchen. By the time by the time bedtime <laughs> yeah. comes, I'm like, no, you've been in there too long, yeah, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, it's all the time, and you're just back and forth. Or if you like me and you tidying up at the same time, so then they're finished, and then you've got to tidy it all up again, and then it's oh. like tidy it all up before we have to start the morning routine. And I'm going, no, I've only just finished. <laughs> it's funny because when they get older as well, then you regress. And then you're like, well, you regress with them. And then you get to a stage with the older ones where it's like, oh, have you had anything to eat? Do you want me to get you something to eat? I don't think you eat enough. You just drink a lot, don't you? You need some more food. And, you, and it's like, mum, leave me alone. I'm 20 years old. Um, and you think, oh, yeah, I know. I know. But I, Mom, stop coming in my room. Saying, it's a lovely day and I should get outside. That's what I do. They both say, say you are so weird, mum. You come up. We're all fast asleep. It's like really early and you cut, you come into our space and then you're like nudging and going, oh, it's a lovely day today. You should get outside today if you can. Spend as much, you know, because it's a nice day. Make, make, make the most like, of it. Yeah. <laughs> what have I become? It's hilarious because now though, when Debs does come round, I love it. I love it when she comes around because she'll do the same thing to me in my house and, and nearly 40 years old. Yeah. And she'll literally, even, even though it's like James's house as well, She'll go, oh, do you want something? Shall I get you something? What do you want? I brought you this. I brought you that. I brought yeah. you this food. Let me just put it in I know in you fridge. like it. I know yeah. you like it, so I've brought you don't you eat it. enough as it is, but I know you like this. That's why I've got it for you. And I can see James going like, what? what is she doing? Why is she, why is she filling our fridge and stuff? And I'm there going, oh, yes, my mum knows exactly what I like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it never leaves you. No, I love yeah. it now. And I remember being Connie's age when I came home from university and she'd be fussing and I'd be like, oh, what are, what you, are you doing? doing? Stop yeah. it. Whereas now yeah. I'm like, come in, spoil me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it'll come back round again. But at the moment, yeah. I just do a nothing. Oh. Stop calling calling me I've got my own life now I don't live with you anymore for oh. some of the time so just and I'm like oh no. yeah I forgot I'm so sorry oh. we've got this to come as well just yeah. we, we have and I, oh. I have to say that this is the they're the times when I wish Freddie had a phone it's like we we have sometimes a little row sometimes on the way to school because I walk him to school every day and sometimes if he's if I've rushed him he hates being rushed he hates it and so if I've rushed him he'll be in a mood and storming off on his own and he'll be like I'll say right bye bye love you and he'll be like mm-hmm 
I love you too. And then he'll go into school and then I often cry on yeah. the walk oh home. And then I have and so then I many mornings like him. that. Yeah. And I wish I could text him. I go, this is the moment where I want to go, I'm really sorry that we fell out. You know that mummy loves you very much. And I can't and I have to wait until the end of the school day. And he's forgotten all about it yeah. by then. It's, and you've, it's ruined your whole day. Yeah, oh, and it hilarious. does. It really, it really does. does. The tie, I had something like that last week with Ava. I can't remember what it was about. When she got out the car and I normally get out and give her a kiss and then in she walks and she just wouldn't have any of it. And I just rang Chris when I got him back in the car, burst into tears. I said, my whole day, you know, fancy going off like that. I'm a terrible mum. And he said, she's so manipulative. He said, she'll go in there, forget about you, forget about this whole thing. You'll pick her up at three and she'll be bloody fine. He went, just mm-hmm. forget about it, will you? Men have such, they just disconnect, whereas it pulls on your heart. Your heart st- it does. It's awful when it's like yeah. that. It is. That's the only time I wish he had a phone. (laughs) Yeah. So you can just, I know. I always think, can I take something back at lunchtime? Like pretend (laughs) she's forgot, left something at home. Do you know, go down and like wave in the window. Oh, you'd be in the no, like with it, like in, in what's it called? In in Love Actually at the window. And the kids would be like, what is your mum doing? (laughs) Yeah. Like needy mum notes. That's what it is. That's needy mum notes. It's like, oh no, is my mum at the window again? She wouldn't (laughs) talk to me for a week if I did that. Oh, she wouldn't have any of it. (laughs) But I think, um, yeah, sometimes when I look at like how, like you say, men are so different, aren't they, in the way they approach the whole thing. Mm. Maybe we should just let them do the school drop-off and then none of this would happen and you'd have a lovely day. You could go to the gym, you could have your lunches and they'd be guilt-free. So maybe we set this up all wrong. I said that to James. I literally rang him in tears going, Mm. I'm not doing this anymore. It's not fair. I start my day so bad and I get so upset and then that's me for the rest of the day then. And I was so upset and he was like, right, okay, I'll talk to him when he gets home. I was like, no, I think you need to do it for a little while. And he was like, yeah, but then you you wouldn't have that time with him. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have it both ways. No, No, you can't. Never, not with parenting. You never, I think you never feel like you win, to be honest, but there's small wins. There are small wins. Yeah, my mum keeps telling me though, like when I've said to her, oh, you know, she's like, it's fine. He'll love you for it. He loves you unconditionally. When he gets older, he'll remember these little things and it'll be, that's the things that make you closer. It's like, look how many times you and me rowed, how many times we've had arguments and you've slammed doors and, you know, banged Mm. things and whatever else. And look at us, we're fine. Yeah, it's all part and parcel and those fallouts, all those things, it's all part and parcel of the whole relationship that actually, you know, it evolves into something where, you know, deep down as many arguments or only fallouts or how bad you ever feel, it's always all right in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, isn't it? And if it's not, if it's not all right, then it's not the end. Oh, I like that. Can I have that one? Of course you can. Yeah, I got it from somebody else. I can't remember who said it to me now. Everything's okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan, celebrating 90 years of magic moments. Let us quickly tell you about our friends at Swan. They're a British homeware company who this year are celebrating their 90th birthday. All Swan's products are designed with Instagram in mind, combining beautifully aesthetic designs with superb functionality, and none more so than their new stealth range. Sleek, streamlined and stylish, the stealth range featuring kettles, toasters, microwaves and more is ideal for parents like you. Thanks to its 
fast, responsive and effortless technology. And it's all black matte finish, which makes this collection the ideal way to transform your kitchen into a truly modern space just in time for summer. Don't forget, you can get 20% off Swan's gorgeous products if you head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20. The Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan, designed for life. You mentioned turning 40 soon. How are you feeling about it? Are you ready to embrace it? Or, you, you know, because it's, it's quite, a, I think it's quite a big one, actually. I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it, actually. And I think I've actually been building up for it for the last couple of years because I just feel like I'm more settled in myself. I'm more settled in terms of feeling a bit better about speaking out about things that I believe in, whereas I never would have done that before. I was such a, I think we had this conversation before. I'm such a people pleaser. And I think you're the same, Kelly, where you you try really hard to keep everybody happy. And, and actually the person at the end that always suffers really is you. And, you know, you're, I'm always the one that's always had a funny tummy afterwards or, you know, felt like really anxious. And I think that now that I'm approaching 40, I keep saying to people, well, you know, I've, I've earned my stripes now. I'm at this age. And if mm. I start telling everybody to F off, it's because mm. I'm, I'm allowed to now. I'm, I'm kind of working towards being that grumpy old lady that doesn't care anymore. That's just like, oh, I don't like, well, that way you that what you've got on. You know, the people are really unfiltered as they get older. I yeah. think that's kind of where I'm headed to. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And yeah, I feel quite good about it. I do. And I think as well, somebody said recently that aging is a privilege and I really take that to heart. I think that's so true. And, you know, I've got friends of mine who've not been very well or like a really good friend of mine. She's got, well, actually she's, she just had her NED, which is no evidence of disease. She had bowel cancer and she's mm. only a year younger than me. And it mm. really brought it home to me kind of how, what a privilege it is to age. And so, I've, I, yeah, I'm feeling very good about it, to be honest. There you go. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think it shows. Well, I am now. I wasn't. You but, are. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, because it's been haunting you a bit. annoying, oh, bugging yeah, you. It, but now you seem to have turned a corner a bit. And I think Natalie's yeah. just hit the nail on the head about how you should feel. Yeah, definitely. I found it hard, you know, like with the second mm. lockdown, I felt really old and I had mm. an underactive thyroid. So I was really oh. poorly and I couldn't get out of bed some days, didn't know what was going on, you know, and until that got sorted and I felt better again in me, I think, you know, I did feel really old and I was dreading it, but now I'm really embracing it. You know, I'm determined to sort of hit it and be the strongest, fittest, healthiest version of me I've ever been. And that's kind of my little goal for me, really. And I think what you say about that privilege of, of mm-hmm. ageing, I think um, and being a strong woman and speaking out for other women as well, um, I think is, is really important, you know. And it shows through your posts and what you do and how you talk about stuff, and um, Natalie, on your Instagram as well. Well, I try to. And I mean, again, I'm influenced by other people. Like I'm influenced by Jenny and by, you know, other women and yourself, yeah, Kelly. And, and this is the thing is for me is I I look towards, I love looking at other women and seeing them. I love it. I find it really inspiring and empowering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, and I look at my, again, at Brenda, at my grandma and at my mum and just think like, I feel like my mum's only just getting started. And she, you know, she had me quite young. She had me when she was only 17. So she's 57 now. And she's mm-hmm. a pro- like she keeps going oh well I'll be 60 soon but the way she's approaching it is like oh I'm just coming up to my midlife you know that's kind Mm. of stuff I think my mum sets a really good example to me in the sense that 
don't get me wrong, there was a period in early 2020, I think it was, I was trying to build my business. I was really struggling, like in terms of just trying to be everything to everyone. And then I did feel very much like, oh my God, is it going to be more of this? Like more Mm. of this feels hard. Mm. But then you ride that wave and all of a sudden, and then obviously the pandemic happened. And like I said, my, my friend wasn't very well and it put everything into perspective. And I started to think, oh my God, actually, there's, there's all the things going on. And if aren't we lucky to then be able to live a bit more life and also to be able to change it? See, like if you're in a place now, you've got what uh, an opportunity to go, well, I didn't really like what I did then, so I'm going to change it now. And I've got the rest of my life to do that. And isn't that amazing? Whereas some people don't get that opportunity. And I think that really rang true for me throughout the pandemic was I've got a chance if I'm not happy to change it, to make my own happiness and to make my life the way I want it to be. And it's going to be a struggle. But then when you get over those little hurdles and you kind of go, yes, it's little wins, isn't it? The little wins make it worth Mm. it. And, you know, again, thinking about Fred and thinking this milestone that we're at now, I kept thinking about, you know, maybe one day when he gets married or when he leaves home and I'm like, oh, you know, I I, I want to be that mum that's this or that. or I don't know, just started to change my my viewpoints I think and now I genuinely now sometimes feel like I'm just again getting started I really do I feel like Mm. I've been learning being an apprentice and now I'm allowed to put things into practice well you've done a lot of transitioning as well you know which because some people always stay in their own lane they stay in the same lane all the time you know and that's them but you've evolved you know actress presenter you've got this brilliant podcast you know you're doing different things for women you talk a lot about you know recycling clothes sustainable fashion all sorts of things which are becoming so important and I feel like you've kind of turned into this voice for other women in in that way very aspirational that's that's kind (laughs) but it's not easy to do that to to you know change careers or evolve in Mm. that way it can be really difficult because you're typecast into one she's an actress she was on Emmerdale that's how we know her whereas with you I never think that you know I see something else so it's Mm. That that is kind because it it is hard you know that is hard and and I'll be honest like I've often worried I often worried about that earlier on you know a few years back that I felt like people associated me just with a character and that's who they knew and they didn't really know me and what my interests were. And I think the, the growth of platforms like Instagram, you know, not so much Twitter because I think that's a very different kind of place, but definitely Instagram where you can, you genuinely can talk about the things that you like and people mm. see you for you. And and I think that's nice that actually away from a magazine or, or, or on a, a TV screen, people get to dip into you and what you're actually about. And I think that's been helpful for me, that that medium's been very helpful for me in kind of just talking to people. Because the thing is as well is when you, when you are genuinely passionate about something, you know, like I really am passionate about people using their clothes. I've been like this since I was a kid at uni. Mm. I used to customise everything. I used to cut stuff up and then sew it back together and style all my best friends for prom. And that, you know, we're talking like when I was 19, 20. So it's part of me. So it's never going to go away and it's not manufactured. And I think Mm. that that's the difference. When, When you're allowed to show those sides of you and the consistent 
They're not mm-hmm. just a flash in the pan. Then people yeah. do start to go, oh, you really mean it. And actually, <laughs> now now you now you actually, yeah, now I want to listen to you. But I think the public and people aren't stupid. They see through things that aren't genuine. Yes. Yeah. They're much more savvy. They can see right through a lot of sort of influences, I think, and a lot of things that are put out there, you know, they're, they're, they're on it now. Um, and, and like we always say on here, authenticity um, and just being real is it's just, I think it's the new, well, it's not new, but it's the way forward. And I think people are much more comfortable with it. Because before I think they didn't even realise that they were being sold a, you know, a filtered kind of mm. version or, a, yeah. you know, this is what you want to hear. So this is what we're going to tell you. But really, you know, um, so it, it's just really refreshing. And the more people that, that are like that, the better, I think, especially with this sort of medium, you know, on, on social media, because we have got to be careful that we don't start to manufacture that much sort of like, you know, being so fake yeah. um, that nothing matters in the end. Because I think when start people go down that fake road, for those of us that are being aspirational and watching that, you kind of, you go numb, don't you? Do you know what I mean? There's a numbness about it and you just think, oh, uh, yeah, that's nice, but it's not real, is it? You it know. stops being interesting as well, I think. And yeah. I think the thing is, it's like I follow some some women that I follow, like that I really admire are actresses, like like Reese Witherspoon. I love her so mm-hmm. much and what she's done with her business and her production yes. company and, you know, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow, what she did with Goop. And, and you can tell again that, you know, she'll often do her Instagram lives with no makeup on or anything like that. And, and I love seeing that side of her because it makes me believe more in what she's talking Mm. about because I think we know you as a a beautiful actress that's won countless awards you've won an Oscar we've seen you on magazines some photoshopped some not but the fact that we now get to be in on your conversation with your designer with no Mm. makeup on and your glasses I I love that because I buy more into actually what she's saying and I think it is important to to you know obviously have both sides especially if you do work in the public eye you know equally people do want to see what they have bought into in a lot of respects you know and if it was all you know if I was kind of just in my pajamas every single day or just my loungewear going hi guys you know after Mm. a while I think there'd be some people that have followed my career and be like oh well actually this bit's a bit boring for me now and I think it's the light and shade of being able to switch between the two I think is important whereas if you just portray just everything that's glossy then people don't feel like they can reach you well we're definitely real on air aren't we there's (laughs) Kelly in a dressing gown not today well it used to be but not today nice shirt by the way I know this is old this is old now (laughs) it's it's Ralph Lauren I've had this for six years and the jeans Jeans I've gotten today, Citizens of Humanity, my absolute favourite. I haven't been able to get into them since my daughter was two and a half. I'm in them today. Um, Good. And loving them. I've done a big sweep out recently, clear out, and taken loads of my clothes to a dress agency to sell. Nice. Yes. And I decided, because I'm on this gym mission, so I'm getting a bit leaner, I don't want to buy any clothes. I want to get into the clothes I love in my wardrobe I can't wear. Good, cool. And reuse nice. them throughout the summer. So I'm on this little mission at the minute, and then I've got a load of old gym wear, which I'm donating to a campaign that's helping women who are trafficked and in refuge, mm-hmm. giving them gym wear so they've got 
kit to wear and empower them to work out. So that's mm. where I'm at with all that at the minute. Um, but you must I'm, feel I'm really good with that, that then, like yeah. in yourself. Yes, mm. I love it all. And I love this whole sustainable fashion. You know, I, yeah. the dress agency near me, um, the, the white dress agency, Fiona, bless her, her <laughs> stuff is amazing. So I sell and I buy through her. I've mm. got some lovely pre-loved stuff and it's fab. I love yeah. you do that, don't you as well, Jenny? You've got yeah, things that you recycle. I've got that I loads. Love. Yeah, I've got loads. I, I uh, that's my go-to. I don't. I try to go. I've got a couple of um, really good uh, vintage stores here, or pre-loved, or you know, dress agencies, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's my go-to. I take the girls with me, um, and yeah, I've done that for a very long time now, and I always support um, these places, and I hope that more will spring up. To be fair, um, and yeah, I just sort of like pile up stuff as I go along that I take in, and then I always come out with something. Um, yeah, and uh, I think you're 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 going the right way, um, Matt. And it was something that you've always done anyway, and I think it's getting to be a really popular thing to do. Um, and as much as you know, this disposable fashion's been around for a while. We definitely got to get not going to get sponsored by Boo are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is as yeah, well, though. But but disposable fashion, and I have had this argument before with 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 even with budget labels or, or fast fashion. Buy fast fashion, fair enough, but just invest wisely in the piece that you buy so that you can keep mm. wearing it. It doesn't yes. mean you have to be against, you know, certain brands or whichever. All my take on it is, you know, buy something from Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing, whichever, whomever it might be, Topshop, wherever. But when you're making that decision to buy it, just think of all the different ways that you can wear it, all the different yeah. ways that you can style it up. And also, can you see whether it's the cut of it or the pattern or the length will that still be relevant possibly in another three or four years and if you can Mm -hmm. think yeah actually I think it will be because it's cut in a maybe in like 70s bell bottoms you know that they're going to come back millions of times so that would be a good investment or it might be a 60s print mini dress you know that that's going to come back and never go out of style so it's just making those decisions and going I'm going to invest in this piece and I know I'll get the wear out of it because cost per wear is what's really important for me personally I love that. We're going to have to leave it there because we've been an hour. Oh, my so God. <laughs> Producer <laughs> Callum will be like, we said 40 minutes, Max. Sorry. Um, before you go, can we have your hot mess mum moment of the week, please? Of the week. Well, this is kind of of the year, not necessarily of the week. But um, <laughs> I took my son to school and, and I didn't have all the things that he needed with him. And so I panicked, I cried, I went home, it was snowing and I literally fell down a flight of stairs running back into school with all the wind at the windows and ended up cutting all my hand and cutting my knee and bursting into tears and limping into the office and going I've got Fred's stuff and the women just looked at me like okay and I went there it is and then I limped back out and then sat in the car and cried Oh no! Oh. That's a good moment. That, that is that a was, proper hot mess. It was mom's awful. Moment. It was awful. Yeah, and I was meant to be doing a fashion Friday that day, and you know, like oh, a fashion gosh. picture, yeah. and I couldn't do it because I was in such a mess, and I'd cut all my hand. Oh. Anyway, yeah. there you go. Thank oh, you very much. much. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much, Nat. Thank Always you. a pleasure. You're such a bundle of joy. You're such an inspiration, and we just love having you on. Oh. And um, yeah, uh, you try and avoid those steps next I time. I will. Don't thanks panic. For Don't me. rush. <laughs> Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. 
Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks to Swan for sponsoring this episode and don't forget to check out their new stealth range to give your kitchen a modern, stylish makeover. To see more of Swan's products, head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20 for 20% off.